uh, I didn't really know what it meant until I was around 12 years old. I was at a weekend camp called Bedlam, which our youth group attended annually. The speaker there did an interesting experiment with us. What we did was we put rocks in our pockets and then tried to forget about them. And for a while it worked. I was feeling pretty good about myself. I went to dinner and then back to the dorms that we were staying at, and everything seemed fine. The next morning, however, I found that the rocks felt a lot heavier than usual. And by the end of dinner that day, I had to will myself to keep the rocks in my pocket. At the evening lesson that day, uh, the speaker told us that the rocks represented sin. It's easy to forget about the sin that we do every day, but over time it weighs us down. That was the first time that I fully understood that my sin had substance, that it was an amount of weight that Jesus had to carry with him on the cross. It was then that I accepted Jesus into my heart again, but this time it was with the full knowledge of what I was doing and why I needed to do it. A few months after that, our youth pastor, Rob Curry, held a baptism class explaining what it was and why it was important. That was the time that I realized that if I was truly in on this whole Jesus guy, then I was in it all the way. On the Sunday that my baptism was going to take place, I was a bit nervous, and I was glad that my best friend Mitchell was getting baptized with me. He also accepted Christ with me at Bedlam. Since my dad was the one who would baptize me, I heard a lot of jokes saying that I had better get in his good books fast or he would keep me under. <laughs> my hyperactive imagination really helped me there. I was mostly worried about my testimony, but honestly, I can't even remember what happened. I don't really remember reading it. I don't remember getting in the tub, but I will never forget the sensation that I got when I rose out of the water. It was like I was in a different world, and the applause sounded like it was coming from another room. So now that that's over, let's get right into it. So just for starters, just to make one thing clear, baptism does not save you. Just get that out, out of the way right there. When you go to be judged, you cannot tell Jesus that he needs to let you into the pearly gates because you got baptized. Romans 10.13 states that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Baptism is not mentioned anywhere in that. So if Jesus will not turn a Christian away just because he or she did or did not get baptized, so then what's the point? If it doesn't let us into the kingdom of heaven, then why do we practice it? How do we practice it? So I'm here to tell you about the who, what, where, when, why, and how of baptism. So I'm just going to blaze right through these. Who? Mainly who should get baptized? In Matthew 28:19, Jesus is telling us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 2:41, after Peter preached in Jerusalem, it says that all who received him were baptized. From these two messages, we can uh, determine that those who have heard and received the gospel and wish to become an active professor of their faith in Jesus Christ should seriously consider baptism. It's a matter of obeying what Jesus has commanded, as I'm sure we're all familiar as far as who can baptize, the Bible doesn't really give any specific examples, except of that of uh, believing believers baptizing other believers. Contrary to some tr traditions that insist the baptizer be an ordained minister, we permit any believer who has been properly baptized to baptize others, as you shall see later on today. It can be very meaningful to be baptized by a family member or a Christian that led you to your faith. So now moving on to what? This is covering what is baptism. Earlier I told you that baptism does not save you, nor is it necessary for salvation. What baptism is, is a statement to the public. It's our way of letting those who have witnessed, witnessed it know that you are on a path of discipleship, with the proof back in Matthew. To me personally, it's letting my church family know that I am on a new path and may need help. It's telling my friends that I may, may need to be held accountable and will probably need forgiveness for mistakes made along the way. 
It's the duty of the church, therefore, to provide that help and support for any and every new disciple who should cross our path, whether that be from our church or from another church across the street or across the world. Where? Where should this baptism take place? Besides the fact that it takes place in water, uh, it's very encouraging for everyone when the baptism takes place in the local church. We get baptized among our friends and family and in the community that we plan to serve God in. It makes our baptism a sign of belonging to this local family as well as the big worldwide God family. So when should a believer be baptized? The examples we have from the uh, Bible are very soon after salvation. In Acts chapter 8, it tells us the story of Philip and the eunuch. When the eunuch received Philip's message, he commanded the chariot to stop and Philip baptized him right there on the side of the road. The people we talked about earlier in Jerusalem were baptized right after Peter's sermon. At the same time, some people might want to wait until a time when their family and or friends can be in attendance for the best possible effect of their testimony. We encourage believers to attend a class devoted to baptism and its functions so that they can make an educated and meaningful choice about this big step into public Christianity. So moving on to why. We've covered, we mostly covered this already. This is for any believer who is serious about his or her faith and is ready to take the next step into discipleship. Peter says in 1 Peter 3.19 that our baptism is a response to God from a clear conscience, a statement that our heart is now set on him. We want our behavior and attitude and life to be different. This is where the church family can play a big part in helping us stay on track. And finally, how? Here in Lakeside, we follow the biblical example of baptism by immersion. From the Greek word baptizo, which literally means to plunge, submerge, or immerse. This method gives us the best picture of our descent into death of Jesus Christ and rising into the new life, as well as the complete and total cleansing his death and resurrection provide for our sins. So with those things in mind, let's prepare to support our newest disciples as they take this bold step into Christianity.